This is the Athletic Football Show. Hello and welcome to the Athletic Football Show. This is Nate Tice. I'll be your host today, stepping in for the usual pilot of whatever you want to call this operation, Robert Mace, who just got married. He's currently enjoying his honeymoon in Greece. It was a great wedding. Went to it. Beautiful weather in Chicago. It was like 72 degrees. I couldn't believe it. I had warned my wife that it was thunderstorms were going to be incoming, and apparently, apparently they decided to hold off for good old Bobby. So that was awesome. But today, all the nice things out of there. We are going to be talking about edge rushers today, edge rushers specifically, and I'll bring that back up, but we're going to be talking about rankings, superlatives, vibes, feelings, however we however we want to talk about these guys. But to do that, I have my own personal Blackwater of football analysts that I brought in. And first and foremost, I did this in alphabetical order and it worked for first name and last name. So going to start off with the indescribable Seth Galena from PFF. Seth, how are you doing today? I'm good. Indescribable. That's the yes. highest compliment you can give. It's either the highest compliment or the lowest compliment you can give. Exactly. <laughs> and for someone that can never describe exactly what their heritage is and everything and ethnicity and everything, that's exactly how I want to describe you. You're indescribable there, Seth. So I think that's perfect for you. <laughs> and also joining us today, the smoking gun himself, Stephen Ruiz from The Ringer. I don't know why I went with smoking gun, but how are you doing like today, it. Stephen? You like that? I'm, I'm doing good. And I have plenty of words I could use to describe Seth. <laughs> give, give me one. But I'll Canadian. <laughs> Can yeah. you add another one in front of that? Uh, I'm, I'm French sorry. Canadian. <laughs> French Canadian, that's a good one. There we go with that. But uh, no, so like honestly stoked you guys came to join me today as we talk about this stuff. And honestly, I was coming up with categories and we do the non-quarterback draft. We do the quarterback draft. And I was like, let's just, let's just rank edge rushers. Let's just talk about a position that I feel like there are some cream of the crop guys that we're going to have up there. But as you get outside the kind of top tier, maybe second tier guys, I'm curious what you guys were thinking in regards to these players. And really, again, I want to talk about rushing, rushing the passer, not edge players. So much to my chagrin, we're not talking about run defense, which has really hurt me. And really, when I was talking Buddy, about a lot of these guys, it, it, it sucked. <laughs> I'm, we're not, I'm not here to talk about run defense. <laughs> no. he's not a, he's not allowed to talk about run defense okay it, it hurts though it's like i even had to check with you guys i was like i i said edge rushers didn't i god dang it because i had to change a couple of my rankings on the own show that i came up with a week ago so way to go already starting off great with my own subject matter but again that's the emphasis but before we do that uh just want to kind of talk about a state of the league right now with the edge rushers i know seth you've been doing a lot of studying uh for just these players, all these defenders in general, right? And I know, Stephen, you watch a ton of film as well, but I just want to kick it to you, Seth, because I know this is something you've been focusing on for PFF the last few months and just kind of kind of give you some of your thoughts, observations, or just general know-how of these guys, and let's kick it to you. Yeah, what I really wanted to do this past uh, couple of weeks was try and get a refresher in my head of like, what are the top guys doing to get to the quarterback? And then in general, like, how do you get to the quarterback? And, it, you know, I've never played D-end or offensive tackle, never coached D-end or offensive tackle. So, like, coming at it kind of – like, I, I know a little bit about football, but sometimes the specifics, the specifics of this position um, I needed to kind of really see for myself and really dive in there in, in more of a – 
elaborate way than maybe when I'm watching like the, the prospects coming out of the draft each year, like right. the, the edge prospects, because you're really just looking for kind of different things. So the first thing was like, I, and I, I hope I'm not talking down to anyone, but I, I really came away with it with a really good understanding of how do you get to the quarterback. So I'm like, okay, the fastest way to get to the quarterback in a straight, is in a straight line, obviously. You're, you're not going to get that unless for some sort of broken protection scheme or something, right? So really the fastest way to get to the quarterback is on the outside. The, the offensive tackle is inside of you. If you're the defensive end or the edge rusher, he's inside of you. Therefore, the fastest way is just around him, right? So how do you do that? And like the the the, the main thing is, because you're not at this level, you're not just going to run around him, right? Like this right. isn't high school football. You're not just going to run around a guy. He's He has good hands. He's going to try and punch you. So the main thing is, how do I pin his, the offensive tackle's outside arm to his chest so that he can't use that as a punch to get me off my off my my line off my path and there's a few ways to do that you can club him with your outside hand so club rip or club swim you don't really see a lot of club swim no really does that but club rip so the club meaning pushing your outside hand pushing his outside hand inside and then you rip underneath with your inside hand or what we're seeing a lot of is the cross chop which is taking yeah. your inside hand and coming through over the top to his outside hand, which looks like, I mean, it's, when it works, it's like the coolest move of all time. Um, right. So that's like the main thing. And then you rip, then it's, you generally end with a rip. And so like, that's like the main thing. That's like 100% like the first thing you have to do to get the quarterback is how do you deal with that outside hand trying to punch you and trying to take away that angle. And then obviously like if you're good enough at that, then you can build in your inside moves, which is, okay, now that the, the tackle is saying, okay, I got to get really outside because I know this guy's got a, he's got a club rip. He's got a cr- cross chop. I have to get outside. How do I get back? So then your thing, how do I get back inside? And there's a bunch of moves inside swim. You see a lot. Mm-hmm. You'll see obviously a spin move you see. And then the bull rush, which is kind of the, the main um, counter fastball. Move. So yeah. yeah, exactly. So that that to me was like a refresher. Okay, yes, this is how this works. You got to get to the outside hand. What do you do with this outside hand? Because it's the fastest way to get to the quarterback. And then obviously there's other moves, uh, different ways on the outside, and then all mm-hmm. the inside counter moves. So that was really just interesting, just to rewatch all that stuff and learn about it. You've come a long ways away from, or or ascended from your tweet the one time when you were describing pass rush moves or your ability to describe when you said you're. Uh, ranking prospects or watching prospects and defensive end prospects, and you said, "Ooh, can't do that." Ooh, no, that's no good. And that's how you describe <laughs> pass rush moves. You've come a long way, buddy. <laughs> that's where I am right now, though. That's where I am. When yeah. you said like we were going to rank them based on vibes, I was like, "Yeah, that that was for me." I, I like that. that. I don't know any of the. I don't know how to name any of the moves. It's that's my problem. It, it, it's it's a lot of defensive coaches, defensive line coaches, a lot of time on their hands, and they're just like, "Ooh, that's the that's the ice pick stab." And it's just, you know, that I, it really is just named. It sounds, it sounds like uh, finishing moves in Mortal Kombat or something. Have you guys been following former offensive line coach uh, Jim McNally on uh, Twitter? I know you guys have. I sure have. I, you, I, I know you guys have. So, so let's hear. He, you know, no, but why are you bringing him up? Thing, <laughs> from an offensive line perspective, is how many different moves that he has 
that he's like these individual like different hand placements or different moves. Yeah. I saw Teddy's talking about like high leg kick for like on duo and stuff like that. Like all these incredibly minute different moves and then pass rushing and, and defensive line play is probably the same. Uh, yeah. I, I think the one thing that stood out to me when watching like all the top guys is just we talk so much about like technique and, and, and moves and a lot of these guys, like like Nick Bosa, for instance, I thought he would be more technical and like, do, no. like he's just a freak man. Yeah, that bull rush is, merchant. Yeah, you know, his yeah, a bull rush merchant, and it works every time. But like that was kind of my takeaway from watching these guys over the last week or so. Is I just want a freak. Just give me a freak, right? Especially in today's NFL, where I think the edge position position is evolving more. Are, are faster than other positions just because of what's happening at, at the college level. Like Michael Parsons watching him, it's, I thought, and we're going to talk about him later, but that was kind of my like awakening. And I, I, I assume that I would rank someone else ahead of him on this list. Like uh, spoilers. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I'm trying not to give away spoilers, <laughs> but I was just like, he's a freak and, and that's what I want. I just want the strongest, biggest, fastest guy. And I'll figure out the, the rest. term I always come back to is force of nature. And that, like yes. I, that, but it's just that I don't know how else to describe these guys. I'm glad you guys say that because even after Seth just explained a half dozen moves and pitches, these guys, some of these guys have the top guys. It's just like it, they're just something like it's just a freaks. Like they just do chaos. Like they just are ass kickers. They just do stuff, and it's, some of it's you can't teach, and that's why they're the best of the best. Like yes, they had used technique and there's hand placement and all that, but some of it's just like. They're just better than everybody, <laughs> and that's well, and uh, that's what you really want. But it's it's incredible, like you guys are saying, what those guys have. Well, so you know, one of the things is offensive tackles are really good too. By the way, yes. So they're really good at like even if you even if you're able to like club their their elbow and and keep that outside arm pinned, they're really good at like replacing it and getting it back there. And yeah. so you might have a good first move with that club. And then try and rip under, um, and then try and rip through them. They might still get that 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 kind of hand back into a good place, and you have to rip under their their armpit, right? Which you see like yeah. all the time, right? Because it's so hard to get a good, clean club ripping. Yep. So they're ripping under the armpit. And guess what type of player you need to rip which is, under it? Which, which is not a hold, by the not way. Not a hold. <laughs> if, if you're not a hold, that, but yeah, go on. Sorry, sorry. To what, like, what type of player do you need to be able to have a guy lean on you? Have you in a good position because he's kind of he he's yeah. kind of got you in the chicken wing maneuver type of thing, not a hold. What type of player do you need? You need a freak. Yeah. <laughs> like you need Von Miller who mm-hmm. can still have that ankle flexion to be leaned on yep. and still get to the quarterback yeah. and Miles Garrett and balance. all these guys. Like yeah, yeah, ba- balance is the, what I keep coming the, back to. These, these guys at the top, like one thing I I noticed when I was watching is like when I'm trying to slow down and trying to like break down how a moment like you just described happened. And like, there aren't enough frames in the video to like really figure it out. Like it skips and you're like, wait, what happened in between there? And that just goes to your point. And those are the freaks, the guys that like, you need 60 frames per second to really see what they're doing. Yeah. These aren't 30 frames per second. guys. (laughs) I like like that. So I, so let's just dive right into it. I, I want to do these reverse order. Uh, So maybe I'll I'll start with you, Seth at first, but we'll go, 10 through six first, and then we'll go five through one. Um, and I think that would be just a good way to kind of chunk this off with three of us here. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll start with you, Seth. And again, this is just edge rushers. I don't want to, that's why I keep emphasizing this because there are other components to playing, but 
getting after the passer is first and foremost. It, it, throwing the, having a quarterback is the most important position, and then getting after the quarterback is to me the second most important. And then you get into all the other positions. Blocking that guy that blo- gets after the quarterback is then third most. That's that's just me. My positional value. As anyone has listened to the show, I've emphasized over and over. But it's so important, and that's why it's so much fun to talk about these guys and how they win. And some guys are just freaky, and you can't describe them. So, but we'll start with uh, sets ten through six block. So. Have at it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin your life here. I'm gonna do ten through seven because that's my tier okay. three. So I got one, okay. two, one, two, three is I tier one for I, me. I meant to, I actually meant to bring that up. If you guys have a tier break, okay. let, let me know for that. So thank you for doing that. It's like okay. it's like yeah. you guys are professionals, so this is great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at number ten, I went with Hassan Reddick, Philadelphia Eagles. Number nine, Danny Hunter. <laughs> Vikings number eight, Trey Danny, Danny yeah, Hunter. Danny. Uh, <laughs> it took me a while to pick up on that one. <laughs> is that the LSU yeah, LSU yeah, fandom exactly, right there? It's coming exactly. out. Is that what he was now at LSU? Danny. Danny. <laughs> Daniel Hunter, Hunter for the Vikings. Anyone? Anyone's curious. Uh, number eight, Trey Hendrickson, and number seven, Rashawn Gary. So that's my tier three. Uh, mine's ten through seven. Yeah, sweet. I have I have Dan Hunter. I call him Dan. That's amazing. More formal. Hassan Reddick. I have Matthew Judon and then Joey Bosa. Okay. That's a fun one. Uh, I'll throw mine out there. And this is it – was, it was tough because there's a guy I really like. I had to drop off the list, but we'll get to that later. Um, I went Hassan Reddick at 10. I went Rashawn Gary at 9. Uh, I went Trey Hendrickson. Ooh, right above that. Uh, then I went Von Miller. And then I went Joey Bosa. So I went 10 through six uh, and then that, that's kind of my very good tier, I guess, but really yeah. it would go a couple more guys. I would include that Judon be one of them. And then another guy we'll bring up, but uh, yeah, we'll just start. So what, which ones do we have? And uh, we have all of us had Reddick there. No, Steve. Yeah, let's talk about Reddick. Let's talk about Reddick. Okay. I had him at 10 and I believe Seth, you had him at 10. And then where'd you have him, Steven? Or was he off your list? Uh, I had him at nine. Nine. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So 10, 10 and nine. So Seth, Watched Hassan Reddick, and you're stacking up. And again, we watched all these guys, and also just over the years watching all 22 or just watching games and all that. So after you kind of studied all these edge play players, why why is he 10 for you, Seth? Look, the the, the statistics have been like incredible the past couple of years, and obviously since he, you know, obviously last year incredible year. But even like I think it's 2020 in Arizona when he makes the real switch to edge rusher from inside linebacker. Why this? Why he ever played inside linebacker? I have no idea. Right. But um, so like you know, you, you love to see it for him, like finally playing his natural position and like eventually excelling at it, like he has. Speed guy, speed, 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 speed. Talked about it before. Cross chop, which I, and we talking about the cross chop. Like I don't know when the cross chop happened, but I feel like it wasn't a thing when I was growing up. Like no one really used a cross chop. Now everyone uses a cross chop, but he's like one of the best at that cross chop. Um, loves to set it up with a little hesitation inside and then gets a cross shop on the uh, tackles outside hat. Here's my, my thing about pass rushers. And he's a good example of someone who I think there's potentially regression coming. Because when I watched a lot of these top guys, they all had a super sick bull rush as their mm-hmm. counter move. Like mm-hmm. even a guy like Von Miller, who, you, you yes. know, obviously not prototypical in size, prototypical in bend, but not prototypical in size. He has a nasty bull rush, like, throughout his career. 
So, and Redick does not have an elite bull rush or a great inside move. He's just so fast. And that outside cross shop is so good that it kind of makes up for everything else. So I just wonder if you don't have that that counter, like where you go. Now, maybe he develops it and he stays in the top 10, but I think there's a, there's a chance and that, that he maybe falls a bit. But I still, as of right now, he is top 10. Yeah, I think the bull rush thing is a good point. And, and like that last, those last couple spots for me, it came down to him, uh, Dan Hunter, and Rashawn Gary. Yeah. And I think Rashawn Gary is like the opposite of, of Reddick, where Gary does have that, that bull rush. He can, mm-hmm. he can just run through an offensive tackle. And I, I thought Reddick, and maybe I'm, I'm just being too harsh on him. Maybe I didn't watch him enough, but I thought he was a bad, right tackle merchant basically like he was very good because he has the shorter arms he does rely so much on winning with his hands and he has to like get get inside the tackle that i thought the bad offensive tackles that kind of let him get inside of them Mm -hmm. that's when he had his most success and he like took over games uh against bad play like against the saints i don't even number 76 i I think his last name's young he was uh in the saints game he that I don't think Reddick like really showed off a lot of like pass rush prowess, but he took over the game yeah. and he just uses speed in his hands. And I do agree that he needs something else. I don't know if I really remember him winning inside the whole time I watched him. I think I no. watched all of his pressures and I can't recall nope. one. So I, I do think some of his sacks of, come the same way. It's kind of funny. It's like, they all they, look the they, same. They all look the same. They all mesh together in my brain. So yeah, but you keep going. Yeah. So I think he's really, he's really benefited from playing in that system in Philadelphia. Yeah. Where, where you put him in a more, not a more demanding system, but a system that asks him to, to do a little more. And I don't think his get off is as quick as it, as it would be. Yeah. Or as it is in Philly. I, I also think that the fact that they play with four, five down defensive linemen as much as they do helps them not get yes, double correct. I also think, I also think that, a lot. and I don't have the numbers in front of me. I think we do chart this at PFF, but I don't have them in front of me. Just the amount of chips and stuff he got was probably less than the other. A top edge rusher. I barely saw any. Never, right? You never saw it. None. No, that that's a great point. That's kind of where why I had him at ten is that at first early in his career, especially in Arizona, and then when he went to Carolina, I was like, oh, you know, he's underrated. You know, this is a good player. And then I think the last year, because the production finally came, the last two seasons really, um, Carolina and now the Eagles, it was now he's gotten a little overhyped with some of the stuff, and and it's like he's a very good player. But I even in my brain, to me, he's like a Super, super DPR designated pass rusher. Okay. And that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying as an overall player, but it's just like he's almost like a number high end number two as opposed to like yeah. the dude. And not, not against him. He does take advantage of those isolated situations. That's the thing is a lot of guys get isolated situations. He at least wins. And it's the classic. And even on the scouting scale, when you talk about an elite guy, it is no matter what the competition is, he's winning. And that's the thing for him. And you talk about him being a right, ta- a bad right tackle merchant is that when he goes against high end guys, it's sometimes he's getting washed out and I'm not feeling his presence in the game. And then there's other times where he's just dominating the whole game because he's the better player, which is good. So, but I think this is a proper tier for him. I'm kind of glad that he's, not, he's deserving to be on this list, but it's like, it's just, it's very hard to kind of place him because like you guys are saying, he doesn't have that maybe just other stuff that some of these other guys have. He to me, he's the classic undersized pass rusher. Like just the classic, the guy that can get off. He has outside moves. He has good hand usage, but then he just doesn't have that extra maybe 
top tier stuff that these other guys have. Um, the other one that you guys had in your in this kind of first portion of the list that I did not have was talk about Danny Hunter, Daniel Hunter. God, now I'm gonna call him Danny. Uh, but uh, Danny Hunter, Daniel, um, you guys have him at which spots again? You had Seth, you had him at nine, was it? Yeah. And then and I had him at ten. And you had him at ten. So okay, flip flop of those. So yeah, talk about Danny Hunter, Stephen. Um, let's go. Let's you start with a ten. So I ended up putting him in here because of the pass rush designation. Right. And for me, he's just that he's the, the, the freak. And I know like last year, his numbers, they didn't like totally fall off. But when you look at him in, in like pure pass rush situations, he doesn't have the pressure rates or the sack rates that compare to these other guys. But for me, watching him the last couple of years, I just think when he's on, he's unblockable. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather have that guy than say a and I, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna break your heart here and it, it broke my heart to leave him off my top 10 like a Brian Burns yeah who <laughs> broke my I heart think, too man and then I studied these guys and I was like uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if this was all around game I would have I would I would have had him 10th because I, I think he's like the perfect modern edge like yep below, I, I totally below, like that lead tier but I I really think and I I still think Hunter when you watch him a couple times throughout this year and now I'm blanking on the game that I recently watched that he still has that in his game where he could take over at times. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been injuries. There's been contract disputes that have gotten in the way of him like being a more consistent performer. But I think that he has the potential to get back there. He's still a younger player. He's still on the younger side. He still has all that athletic ability. Get him in the right situation, in the right defense. I also hate this, like, the, the Fangio tree of defense and what they ask their defensive linemen to do think it makes them look worse i mean this is a guy that kind of dealt with that in college right that's why kind yep. of why he dropped because like he one didn't understand <laughs> his role yeah but yeah I, I just can't get over like he's the he's the traits guy and i and I, yeah. i'm never gonna get over those are my guys yeah, yeah so back, backing you up with those numbers he fell from seventh to 23rd this so 2021 he was seventh uh 2022 he was 23rd in Passing uh, pass rush grade on true pass rushes. So true pass rushes meaning non screens, non RPOs, non play action, those type of like true one on one. As close as we yeah. can get to true one on ones. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Like he fell off a bit, but like the high end talent is there. The weirdest pass rusher in the league by far, not even close. <laughs> right. Has his own moves. I can't even really. It's like an under rip. I don't really know what it is. <laughs> He, the he, screenshots are so funny. The screen, like if you take just screenshots of him, it looks like he's never played football. It's like he's or walked or ran. He's like Superman punching guys. Like yes, he's like yes. one, he's like yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a good basketball player that does. Maybe like Tony Parker or something like where they, or maybe like Steve Nash, where they were kind of like same leg layuping. You know, like they go oh, off yeah, the same yeah, like, yeah. like that's him as a pass rusher. Like he's kind of like it's funky. It, it's yeah, I don't know how else to describe it, but. Uh, yeah, keep going, Seth. Yeah, no, that's it. Like the he he loves jumping around. He's he, he has like two legs in the air, like two feet off the ground, yeah. like in a lot. Like so you said, weird. Stephen, the screenshots are crazy because he's not even on the ground for half of them. And uh, yeah, just one of the weirdest guy. But I, I a spin move, whenever he, whenever that idea for a spin move pops into his head, which happens often, he's done it. He's doing it inside spin yeah. move, outside spin move doesn't matter. Um, I love that he's a fighter too. Like, he just never stops trying to use his hands, trying to disengage and get into the quarterback. And then, obviously, like, the athletic ability is backs this whole thing up. Because you shouldn't be doing the stuff he's doing unless you're a freak, like we said. Um, it's but like yeah, fighting the a drunk man. 
It's like fighting a drunk man. Yes. Trying to block him. <laughs> He's a drunk. Only this drunk man is is very big and very strong. He uses <laughs> drunken boxer technique. That's the, that's what it is. He just sways around, arms going every which way. He he just missed my list. Uh, remember what I said? It was kind of like really a top 12. Uh, he would have been. He's included in that 12. Him and Brian Burns were like 11, 12 for me, I guess would be. Yeah. Might be more top 13 because I'm cheating a little bit on that. Uh, but it, for me, just like you guys are saying, maybe it's one of those where it's uh, what have you done for me lately? And maybe it's just a that's in my brain a little bit. But I do appreciate the player because it's one of those. It's like this is why you got paid. It's still a team friendly contract. He's like you said, Seth, he's super young. I remember he was always kind of a hack in Madden when he was a rookie because he was only 20 uh, as a rookie. And, you know, that is something that you forget. Like some of these guys come in so young that now that he's going to be on his third contract already or about to be, it'd be at a super young age. But just like you guys said, he's he's funky. He's a good pass rusher. I kind of just have one of those that maybe a blind spot to him because I haven't because of some of the injuries he's dealt with recently. And then moving on from Daniel Hunter, another guy I didn't have my list, and you didn't as well, Seth. Steven, you had Matt Judon and this kind of first tier of rankings, or I guess third tier of rankings, I should say, reverse engineering it. But uh, why, why do you have Judon? I know he's super productive and stuff. I had him just off my list. This might have been the 13th guy. Uh, but why would you have him in your kind of this bottom half? I really liked him because he doesn't get beat. Like, he doesn't get beat badly. Like, he's never out of a play, and I think he – does a very good job of keeping quarterbacks in the pocket and like keeping that container. I know that's like a big Belichick thing and maybe Belichick is coaching him up and right. I, maybe it's a scheme thing, but he rarely loses contain and he always takes the most efficient pass, the path to the quarterback. And I think that's why a guy with maybe not the, the traits, it's not like he's a bad athlete or anything, but maybe not the traits of these top 10 guys is able to produce on their level. And you, you like you break it down to even like pure pass rushing situations. And he's still putting up numbers that compare to the bottom half of the top 10. He's not quite in that like uh, Crosby Bosa range, right. but he's still, he, I think he's just super productive in ways that are, I don't know what the word is sound for the defense. Like he never takes himself out of position. He's not like the best pass rusher compared to these other guys, but I do think he's a better football player than, Daniel Hunter, for for instance. Yeah, that I, I, I just right off, I, I would agree with that. Just like he's insanely productive in the things that he is good at, he's really good at. Like he's a tight end destroyer. Anytime he's on with tight ends, he, they're dead. Like that's what he was at Baltimore. That's what he, he was still in with the Patriots. And even I think he's also really, really good. And because they use him on this, those games and twists. He's really good as a penetrator and a looper, which I think he gets a lot of production off of because he's really good at it. So they ask him, hey, let's just do it a bunch with him. Um, I had him again. I like He's probably the 13th guy, and that's kind of just off the list. And I know I'm spoiling some of the honorable mentions, but uh, uh, I do think he is a super productive way he's good at. He's good at a couple narrow things. I think he maybe doesn't have some of the flash that I like right, with some yeah. of these other top end guys. But like you said, he's a good football player. So I totally understand it. He's one of those I... Uh, kind of underrate my brain a little bit, and then you're like, man, it's, this MFR has got 13 he's, sacks already. <laughs> like, well, yeah, he's so good dude. against like boots, like yeah. boot, boot action. He's so good at it. Yeah, and like you said, he, and being a tight end destroyer kind of helps you in that regard. But he's also yeah. very disciplined and doesn't like you watch like Rashawn Gary try to deal with like a boot, and it's it's all over the place. That's just the Packers defense, it seems in general. Seth, he he was off your list. Is there any specific reasons, or maybe I, I'm assuming he's not higher, but any reasons that he was kind of off your list or honorable mention or whatever? It, it seems like with him, 
every win became a sack, which is like so. And, and this is an interesting discussion to have. That's a good point. It's like that that's probably a good skill to have, right? Right. But it's like, is that repeatable year to year, or is it just something that maybe and maybe he is, maybe he is, right? And and Brian Burns, we could talk about him later in the same way. But yep. it's like every win became a sack, so that's where the production was really high. Whereas like the pressures weren't as high and. And other things were as high. I agree with you what you're saying about like him being like a classical edge rusher, outside rip, inside swim. You know what I mean? Like the the classic everything you got good enough juice, not a lot of power, but like you know good it's enough. Like a Sam, there. like an old school three four Sam. Yeah, kinda, yeah like yeah, but that's good at rushing. So so that's why he's kind of a little off my list because I wasn't sure if the production is there for real. Because here's all, my like, thing with the production. We, I feel like we've been saying this about him for like three years. Right. Like even right, going back right, to Baltimore I know when he was that, a free agent. And this is when we talk, uh, we're going to talk about in a second, but like Hendrickson is the same way. Screw it. Let's talk about him right now. That's the thing for Hendrickson. It's one of those guys I've kind of had always underrated my brain. Even his last year when he was about to be a free agent with New Orleans, I was kind of like, okay, you know, it's not always there. Like, yeah, he has some good numbers, but it's not like it's that. But then it's like he just keeps doing it with the Bengals. And that's yeah. why I had him ranked fairly high. And well, uh, I think, yeah, Seth, you I'll, I'll give you my Henderson stat. So, and it's interesting because the Saints are in, just kind of had the same situation happen to them where they let Marcus Davenport walk this year. Yeah. But it's like flipped. So, Hendrickson, after 2020 with the Saints, so his last two years with the Saints, was had a 13.7% win rate. Uh, pass rush win rate, which was 62nd percentile in the league. So not great. His sack rate, however, was 99th percentile. So every every win was a sack. Yep. Right? Every pass rush was a sack, even though he wasn't, wasn't always getting to the quarterback, wasn't always winning. So they, the Saints took that chance and said, okay, well, he's actually maybe not that good. And the sack rate will come down because it's unstable. And what he's done is become a really good pass rusher with the Bengals, where right. his win rate has actually gone up the last two years, his two years with the Bengals, to 21.3%, which is 93rd uh, percentile. And, and the sack rate has actually gone down, but it's still like in the 90s. So it's like you're getting the best of both worlds now. And that's why he's now he's really in the top 10 in that tier three, I think, for sure. Um, as a pass rusher, maybe not as yeah. a run defender. I think I didn't make that adjustment with him because he was a little further down. He's like fifteenth, so I didn't like. I saw like other guys and moved them up real quick once once we realized it wasn't run defense. But yeah, uh, and just he's able to win in situations where you just don't see other guys win. Like the reason why the the Bengals were able to play or rush three so much against the Chiefs is because they were winning those matchups on the end yep. with just three rushers. And, and Lua Anarumo did a good job of making sure those were one on one matchups. Uh, with like how he was presenting pre-snap, but he still got a win in those situations, and he did it mm-hmm. consistently. He he beats up bad tackles, and he we're going to talk about this, but I his double hand swipe is like double fantastic. It's great. Yeah. It, his is yeah. He he cleans that window. Um, but he is uh even like talking about more stats, the ones I looked up through True Media because you know we don't I don't have that PFF ultimate access like a certain someone does here but he was you know third in QB hits per pass rush last year only behind uh Nick Bosa and Rashawn Gary who's also up on this list for me um he's more of, I, I really just thought he had more of a complete game as a pass rusher than maybe I give him credit for yep. you know he's going to get he looks like a long snapper doesn't wear gloves he's got the long sleeve so I'm always like oh yeah you're a hustle guy and that that's you know he's I, I'll stereotype him I'll, I'll admit to that but I thought he was a cleanup merchant but no it's like no this guy's instantly winning like, he is dominating guys. He has a great snap. I've seen him against Whitworth in the Super Bowl. 
other games that he he's had uh, dominating Orlando Brown time and time again. But even not even just last year, because like the sacks kind of tailed off just a little bit, but the production underlying production was still there. That's why I brought up the QB hits. QB hits to me is like extra base hits and like and like sports or sports baseball. Uh, you know, it's like okay, home runs are home runs, but like you're still hitting doubles and triples and home runs. And since 2019, he was he's been eighth in hits per pass rush. And the guys above him are all the freaks. You know, T.J. Watt, Bosa, Parsons, Judon. Uh, Randy Gregory, and then Nick Bosa. So he's had those sack years, but the underlying metrics are always there. And it's because he's like, like you said, uh, uh, Seth, is that he's adding more to his game. He's added more of, as a complete, complete pass rusher. So we're not talking about his run defense, but focusing just on the pass rush element. Like he, he's a damn, damn good one. And like, they kind of stole him a little bit. Like even for me, I was like, oh, you know, that's a little bit of overpay, but he's been great for the Bengals. Um, for the other guy that I just mentioned on that list, so Seth, you had Rashawn Gary at seven. I had him at uh, where did I have him? I should not. I never number these lists. I just rank them out, and then also like one, two, three, four. I had him <laughs> at nine. I had him at nine. Trey Henderson, I had at eight. So Gary had just below him, but uh, yeah. So why'd you have him up there? Power man, love. I, I think he's one of my favorite guys to watch because it, there's, you know, I talked about like Judon being that kind of classical more of a speed edge rusher type of prototype. And Gary is that more classical, traditional power guy, always starting with the long arm, always. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, and then like, if I can just long arm you and just bring you back into the quarterback, I'll do it. But then the long arm will convert it to a rip. Everything is power all the time. And the numbers have been like kind of impressive the, the, the last two years in the league. Um, in terms of uh, getting to the quarterback, in terms of pressure, obviously missed some time this year, so hopefully he can play a full season. But and 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 again, maybe maybe help that they play, you know, five man fronts, right there. Uh, help that you have Preston Smith on the other side, so that for sure probably helps a bit. But I think he's just alone. He's just a really good pass rusher. Yeah, I. I- I really like him. I, I I really do. And I think he was coming on last year before he got the ACL. Um, and this is one of those, we do so many ranking shows where we're including contracts and years for the two, three, four. It's like, no, I'm just talking about what this dude is yeah. when he's healthy. And when he's healthy, he's fantastic. Uh, mentioned that stat, hits per pass rush last year. He's second, second in pressures. So even just including all the hurries and everything, he had six sacks in those nine games. And just like what you're saying, Seth, just some more power to the flashes of athleticism. Yeah. Uh, you see it in the run game a little bit, but even the pass game, I think he's still figuring it out. Like, oh, I can, I can do that. Like, oh, okay, oh, I can, I can fly. Like, uh, uh, Miles in the Sp- the last Spider Verse movie. Also, he has the. I don't know if you guys seen that. I'm really excited. I'm seeing it tomorrow, so I'm fi- it's, it's in my brain. But a little electric shock comes and he goes, oh, that's new. And that's how Rashawn Gary is <laughs> like when he starts doing a new move. So I hope he comes back healthy because I thought he was starting to emerge as one of these real, real dudes in this league. So hopefully he comes back healthy, see more of it. Steven, any, re- uh, um, any reason he was off your list or near the list? Uh, I think it's just like a sample size thing for me. Cause yeah. you look at the underlying numbers, even like going just at pure pass rush situations where I, I went on true media. I, I did all the filters. I did four man rush only, more than two seconds time to throw, no play action, open field, not red zone and all that. And he had the best pressure rate in the NFL. Only 100 rushes and like the other guys had like 200. Right, right. But 30% pressure. Yeah. And like no one was close except for role players. It was insane. And like I 
I liked him the more I watched. At first, I didn't really get it. Like, early yeah. in the year, I don't think he, like you were saying, he didn't really know how to harness all the, the power he had. But as the year went on, he got better and better at it. And he just started blowing up quarterbacks. Yeah. When he hits a quarterback, they explode. I think he hit uh, it was I think it was the Washington quarterback. I forget who was – it might have been Heineke, who was, like, perfect to take a hit like that. <laughs> uh, you know, like, as you call him the stuntman quarterback. Uh, Giant octopus play quarterback. The hell up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I really like him. I think he's gonna he was gonna be my pick for a superlative later, but I think Same. That I, I have no problems with him being in your top ten. I know exactly the superlative because that's I'm gonna name him the same. Yeah, he uh Bailey Zappi took a shot against him. Holy crap. That's who it was. That's who it oh was. Oh my god. Uh, obliterated. Like I thought, you know, zap that he just went. Just finishing up this kind of first tier, or I guess I don't know how to do this third tier, second tier, however you want to say it. First part of this list. Uh Steven, you had Joey same. Bosa at seven. Overall, I had I him. Yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm 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 audible. Calling audible. I'm going to make him seven instead of six. I'm going to put the other. I'm going to put Von Miller at six. So I am at seven as well. Uh, why do you have uh, Mr. Joey Bosa up there? The original. The uh, actually, I want you to say the original Bosa because their dad was a guy too. But the middle Bosa, I guess, would say why. Why do you have him at seven? I, I really think he's become an underrated player. Maybe it's because of injuries or whatever. But you look at his and. <laughs> Last year was little, you know, he was hurt, he was off and on the field. But you look at 2021, you look at the underlying metrics, and this man is a freak, man. Like, his yeah. pressure, time to pressure, 2.93 seconds. Like, no one is really even close to him. The only one close to him is, is Miles Garrett. And I think, like, you watch them play, and obviously he's not Miles Garrett, but he kind of wins in the same way, just being like, I don't, I, it's hard for me to put it into words because I'm just like, I don't know the term, the pass from Sturge. He's funky. He is just hard to block, impossible to block, just when I watch him, I'm just so impressed with him physically. And I, I still think he has like, you know, he has the, the requisite skills to take advantage of that. And you see it in his numbers, as long as he stays on the field. And we're not, I, I didn't include like health concerns in this rankings. Yeah. And maybe Same. he should be a little bit higher if I didn't do that. I, whenever I watch him play, I think this is a dominant guy. There are guys maybe even higher on this list that I, that I have where I watch him and I don't think they impact the game as much as like, I'm talking myself into putting him a spot or two higher actually. I struggled with him because maybe some of the injury stuff, but then I gladly watched. <laughs> I watched a couple of games uh, when he came back from the injury because he only played what four or five games last year, and I watched him and I'm like, oh yeah, you're good. <laughs> I forgot that you're really, really freaking good. Uh, he's, you're still. He only played 160 snaps last year, and he's still productive. Like even with the, battling the injuries, and that's always going to be his thing. But yeah, he. He does some funky stuff. He's a weird mover. Like, he just is. Like, he's a good athlete. Like, not as funky as Daniil Hunter, but he still has some of that. Like, weirdly can stay balanced despite being in oddly shaped with his arms and his legs in all different directions and still always moving forward. He's always just attacking, 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 attacking. Um, but, yeah, just he's only 28 this year. Another guy that I feel like has been in the league forever. Um, and just been productive. But when he's healthy and rolling, yeah, I, I'm with you, Steven, though. It's like... When he's healthy, it's like, oh, yeah, you're a little better than even I'm remembering. And I feel like I am giving some credit. I, I don't know, if Seth, you might have him up higher or if he's off your list, but I, I don't want to spoil anything. Is he is he up your list a little bit I more? I had him at 54. So a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I had him at six. And honestly, like, so he's okay. in the tier two. And you can mix up any of the tier two. You can kind of mix up any of the tier three as right. well. And like you guys are saying, like, right. the more you guys right. talk about it, the more I'm like, maybe he's like in that tier 1.5, to be honest. Right. And he he's funny because he's so I, when I look at him, I, he's such a lean player, right? He's so yeah. long and lean. 
that you don't see that type of again Daniel uh, Daniel Hunter is like probably the closest comparison in terms of like body size, but yeah, such a technical player too. Like has yeah. all the moves you could ever great hands. want in a pass rusher. Great hands and and so different than his brother who we're going to talk about soon. But yeah, it could it could be. I had him at six, but you could have him all the way up to up to three or four. To be and honest, I know we're not like counting run defense and. But, like, him against, like, RPOs, he's so reactive and so instinctive that he just, like, blows up plays. Like, two years ago when the Chargers defense was just terrible and, like, really had nothing, I mean, he was the, the one thing holding it together. He was yeah. the wrong reason. Both on the both sets. That's what, that's what it was. There's, he's the reason they didn't give up, like, 150 rushing yards per game that year. I, I, he's just a great player. I, I feel bad now for underrating him, frankly. I do, too. <laughs> I even just knocked him before we even talked about him. I bumped him below the other guy, <laughs> Vaughn, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Well, the Vaughn thing is just like I don't. I wasn't really sure where to put him I didn't, because I didn't coming off the injury, yeah, yeah. how he's going to be a 33 something but then, like that, 34 this year. But then I watched him in the first half I know. Of this year. And I was like, oh yeah, I know. <laughs> That's yes, the problem because right. he's still Vaughn. He's still Vaughn. It's. <clears throat> It's, he's Adrian Peterson. Like I'm done doubting yeah, him until he's that's done. That's where I was. It was like, well, he did this last year, and he's come up from an ACL. I know he's older, but he is a freak. It's like, I don't know. This, he already showed it, but this is perfect. It's a great transition. So we'll get into this next tier. I don't know where you guys cut it off. So, um, But, Seth, you, we'll, we'll start with you. That, Joey Bosa was six. So what, yeah. this next tier that you're going to break down, what is it, six through four, six through three? Or, yeah. Um, well, go off from there. I could – I'll do it's six, five, and four. Okay. And then the top three are my tier one. So I went Joey okay. Bosa and then TJ Watt and then Max Crosby. Okay. All right. Those are my tier two. Okay. And then how about, how about you, Steven? Okay. I had I had Watt, Miller, and Crosby. Who was the middle one you just said? Vaughn. Vaughn Miller. Oh, Vaughn Miller. I don't know why <laughs> right. Miller Miller just broke my brain. Yeah. Uh, I was like Miller. I was like, okay, is that a new guy I haven't heard of? I was like, shit. I was like, uh, maybe we should. Dan Hunter and uh, in Miller. Oh, just break <laughs> my brain. Miller. Danny and Miller. No, that's great. Uh, for my next tier, I guess yeah. If I'm going to this next list, I would say I went to. Okay, I'm going to include. Man, this is hard now. I'm like retroactively doing this, but yeah, I'll just go from five to. Uh, I'll just do five and four here. All right. You said Bosa. I said Miller, uh, <laughs> Bosa, Miller. Okay. And then I have Max Crosby and then TJ Watt. Yeah. And then uh, that's, that's kind of like that tier for me as well. But I, I have Watt above Crosby um, as opposed to you guys, but kind of we're talking about the same guys here. So um, we'll go Steven. Uh, what, TJ Watt. Let's just start off with him. I have him maybe a little higher than you, but like you guys are saying, this kind of, we're getting into the same yeah. kind of grouping. It's like, it's pick, pick whatever you guys want there. Yeah, like when I when I first did my list, he was he was higher than Crosby and Vaughn Miller, and then I watched those guys play. I didn't necessarily watch him play just because I like the last time we really saw him was in twenty twenty one, and yeah. you know I had my memories from that. But he's he for me he's that type that modern edge that I said I wanted at the top of the at the top of the show. I really think today's NFL, especially playing defense, is having having tools. I think like the best defensive coordinators now have a lot of tools and are able to answer challenges every single week because we're seeing offenses present different challenges every week. And I think he's just a player that you can move around, that you can do different stuff with. And he's going to be dominant wherever you put him. Yeah. And there's a value in that. And I think he's yeah. he's a he's a player, like maybe even more so than the, the guys that I have in the same tier, that makes a defensive coordinator's job easier. And like that's how I tend to look at these guys. I 
because I, I don't. Are they scheme? Like, yeah, I'm not like an yeah. expert on like technique, defensive line technique. So I look at it like through a scheme prism, and I think yeah. he's he's a skeleton key. He unlocks different fronts, different concepts. You can do, do you can drop him, you can rush him. Uh, honestly, now I'm talking myself into having him higher, and I, I think <laughs> I'm going to do that with every guy, every subsequent guy. I want every guy to be one, but he, I, I he's know. a great player. When you get these first two tier guys, it's like, oh, man, I, I like them all. I like them all. But uh, uh, Seth, you had him at five. Any, anything you want to add on to there? Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. He has probably the best cross chop in the NFL. The hesitation inside. Some people call it a freeze. A freeze inside, and then he gets to the outside better than anyone. Uh, he likes to jump. <laughs> he loves jumping and trying to bat down balls. You love your uh, jumpers, huh? He <laughs> loves it. Um, yeah, really good inside inside swim move. Can can do the the Von Miller ghost rush once in a while. It's really cool. I'll also add that I would I'm thinking about it now. Vaughn is probably in my tier two as well. Just I did put him because I did put him because of the injury. Even though we're not talking about injuries, but uh, yeah, he'd be my he'd be in my tier two. Vaughn is crazy. Vaughn is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched him again crazy. this morning. Man, crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil because I think we're doing the best pass rush move. Yeah. Uh, later, I'm gonna spoil. Mine is the ghost move because I yeah. think it's so unique to him, and it's so funny when people like tweet out a clip like as a teaching tape. They call it like, technique. It's not a technique. <laughs> no, it's like like the Kareem Skyhook. They call that yeah. a technique. If yeah, it's technique, anyone, everyone can learn it. Yeah. Right. It's it's insane, and like you talked about. And I, now I'm forgetting the terms you put it in, but you, you kind of talked about how edge rushers win. And I think he's he's the one that makes it hardest on tackles just with that ghost move. And I think he's like I, – I think it opens up so much more for him. It opens up the, the inside moves, the spin moves. Like when he puts a spin on someone because they're expecting him to like dip under them and they're bracing for that, it's just he just embarrasses them. And it's like yeah. so easy for him. It's It's a risky move for other players but not for him. And it, I think it's because of that ghost move. And you just think about like the – like uh, what you have to do with your body to block that as a, as a right tackle and how you like, he's, he's threatening you with speed on the edge. He could run around you if he wants. And now he, all of a sudden he dips and you have to like bend over and be able to get hands on him. It's just impossible. Mm-hmm. Every single time and it's then, impossible. Guess what? His speed to power bull rush is disgusting. It's insane. It's crazy. Like like for a, again, for a guy that size and he's for always, he's always 250. starting his yeah. rush with his up, with his inside hand, like, at the at the tackle, like come get it, and then once you reach for it, he's underneath you in the ghost rush. And if he feels like maybe I, I'm not getting the separation, he'll just power you to death. It's crazy. Like for a guy at his age and at that size, uh, it's incredible. What a career! And he I, could do like the little euro step inside yes. move, you know yeah. that thing, and no one touches him. And him on lo- on loops and stuff too. Him and Nick Bosa the, when they're looping and stuff, they're insane. Like they could keep their shoulders parallel to the to the quarterback as they're looping with their their bottom halves and their top halves are built differently. Like they they control them with different joysticks. It's anything you ask him to do when he's rushing passers is insane. The, the way he gets from let's say like the C gap to the A gap on yeah. like an inside loop, it's like he's so fast. There. It's so yep. it remind you know what it reminds me of. Uh, Fred Warner's kind of jump cut that he has when he's playing linebacker, like it's just like they teleport to a different gap. Mm-hmm. Like what? What? what what's going on? Uh, so yeah, on. Vaughn is Vaughn is like all time Hall of Famer. Uh, probably like I said, should have been in my tier two, but uh, but concerned concerned with the injury. Hope hope it's okay. Hope he's okay because love to watch him. But still, yeah. thirty four coming off the ACL. I, so 
I was talking about like the sixty frames per second player. He's like the he's yeah. the guy. He's the yeah. Guy. I totally get. It. Well, but for real quick, I'll talk about TJ Watt for me. Is that um, kind of battle the injuries and stuff? And but he's just like you forget how freaking productive he is. <laughs> and I mean, twenty two and a half sacks just a couple of years ago with almost thirty nine QB hits, sixteen forced fumbles since two thousand nineteen. Um, for TJ, you know, I, I had my exposure, know his brother, but also watched him his last year when he blew up at Wisconsin, and people were like, oh, you know. He's a try-hard guy, and then he f- was a freak at testing. And it's like, okay, then what, what's your issues with this guy? Only one year production. It's like, yeah, it was really good too. Um, and just entered the league, and it's just been nothing but productive. I, what you guys were saying too, is sometimes how they unlock the defense. Like Keith Butler, their defense coordinator, a couple of years ago, just would let him go rogue. And I, I had a little cut up of it where it was just, uh, I was going through my tweets and found him from 2020, and they're just truly just what they call better be, which is better be right. And it was just every snap. He's just going rogue. He was a monster back there. Just go make a play. And watching the football IQ, the bend, the balance, the strength, the burst. It's, it's a really fun package with TJ. And he's so productive. And another guy that I'm hoping he has another healthy year this year. Because it's like, oh, yeah, you're really good as well. That's why you want defensive player of the year. But what you guys are saying with Vaughn, too. It's just I, I wanted to bump him up higher, even though he's 34 coming off a knee. Uh, a- ACL. It's you watch. It's one of those guys you have to watch him again, and you're just like, oh my god! Like, there's only like five humans in the world that can do this, and he's doing it in his mid 30s. Um, other thing too, still causes a crazy amount of pressures. But there's one stat I came across, and this was more for linebackers, uh, off ball linebackers, and I call it the Foy stat uh, because it was he got a lot of garbage tackles when his time in Atlanta, and then Trent Balky was like, yeah, I'm going to sign him. Uh, is that he? It's tackle success rate, meaning it was a successful play for the defense per your tackles. And I know this is more for off-ball linebackers, but Von Miller last year had 100%. Every single one of his tackles last year was a successful play for the defense, which is insane. So even if he doesn't get to TFLs, run stops, and everything, he's still tackling the guy one yard down the field or just not letting it be a successful play for the offense. So he's just an insane, insane player. So uh, just keep moving down the list. So we got TJ, we got Von Miller. Let's talk about Max Crosby. Uh, Mad Max. Uh, Seth, you look like you're pining to talk about him. I can't believe what I put on his film. This is probably the first time really watching him. I couldn't believe what I was watching. He is so powerful, so explosive. So good. Double hand swipe. He's got two moves. Spin. So, okay, he's got three moves. Sorry. He got three moves. <laughs> yeah, if you could, yeah, okay. The, okay, hold on. So the, the swipe <laughs> and the spin are the two like moves, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. The double hand swipe is as good as I've ever seen. Uh, just like totally knocks the offensive tackles hands out there. And then he gets on the outside. The spin is fast as it's everything for me. would put him over the top. I mean, I mean, like obviously the production's there and everything, but for me, we'll put him over the top. This is bull rush is maybe the best bull rush in the league. Second step. It's one step up the field. The second step planted the ground into that tackles chest. It wins every time. It's the most explosive move in Football by by a, a, an edge rusher. It's incredible. I, I I could believe what I was watching him. He is clearly in that tier two, and and then you know and again all these guys have these stretches where they're tier one guys. So he's he's tier one point five. You know, right? That that's kind of yeah. where I had him at too. Stephen, anything to add there? And I, I just think he's one of those guys where he's never out of a play. Like I said with Judon, and even more so just because he's more he's more explosive. He has better tools. 
And he was kind of the guy, like I said earlier, I think pass rush moves are maybe a little overrated. And he's probably the guy that I, I came to that conclusion with just because, like you said, like having a bull rush, I realized watching all these top guys, is just like you need to have the – like Nate called it the, the fastball, and it's true. That's what it is. You need that fastball. Now and he's got it. <laughs> if you could throw 102, yeah, <laughs> don't really need a lot of other moves. So, and he could do it. Right, yeah. And I, like he still has the moves. I'm not saying he doesn't. But no, like, I know. He was one of those guys that was just like, oh, he just overwhelms other people and it makes everything else easier for him. He, he is like as a true three down end. Like if you were including run defense in this too, he'd go up even higher for me. It's he's awesome. He really is. He he should be a perennial All Pro. Even just the stats to back it up. Second in QB hits last year. All you guys are talking about the moves. He he's ascending into that unblockable territory and a true three down unblockable. First, second, and third down, he brings it and just doesn't matter who's going against him. If if the he's going against a weaker tackle, like literally not strong tackle all right i'm gonna bull rush him if he's going more against a technician okay i'm gonna do all the moves and then i'll bull rush him like he can just win in different ways and that's what's really cool to watch um awesome player and yeah just a true three down monster so i'm glad glad he's a guy like upon watch like every time i watch him it's like yeah you're you're special like you're a really really damn good player yeah he don't he also doesn't get a lot of i mean he gets a lot but he doesn't get as many like pure pass rush situations no. just because of the team he plays for. It just doesn't yeah. happen as much. And then obviously he's – even with Chandler Jones, he was always the focal point for oh, yeah. opposing teams. Oh, and teams couldn't run at him. Uh, it, that's what was really cool. I know we're talking about pass rushing, but I, I can't help myself. Uh, but it's like you see offenses just check away from him just because they're like, no, screw that. He's going to blow up the play <laughs> if we run this play at him. So it, it, that's – a again, we talk about forces of nature he is. And – it's so the thing too is that because you know he's a white dude from Eastern Michigan, it's like you got to look at his testing. He's a freak. Like he he, he blew the blew the combine out, out of the water. Like he has he's one of those top tier athletes, and he's really just put it together every single year. He keeps getting better every single year. So it, it's cool, cool player. Um, third, so third I, in run defense grade the last two seasons combined. He tied for the league, uh, lead league all positions in TFLs and run stuffs. Like he's 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 a force man and that i mean the only other guy burns had some stats up there as well but like so he's way at the top in pass rush metrics and then run defense metrics that's yeah he so, brings so it down where did you guys have him tiered again so yeah i i guess i would put him i like how Seth's saying the 1.5 i think that's where i'd have him i had him and tj watt kind of the same tier four five and then like and then i had my Vets that have been banged up that I loved here, which is Joey Bosa and Von Miller. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. But I, I, I would guess those four would kind of all be the same but if I really was breaking this down. Yeah, I had him in, I had him like 2.5, I would say. And that's just because I put one guy in their, their own tier at the top. And, but I had right, him okay, with yeah. the, the other top guys that we're talking about with like yeah. defensive player of the year every year. He's that type of player now. Yeah, that's that's kind of where we're, the range we're getting into, right? These are like the defensive player of the year candidates. Like that's kind of like these guys have a viable case in my in my mind at well as well, um, or at least I think Max Crosby. It's the problem is he's going to be playing on a atrocious Raiders defense, so he's gonna <laughs> gonna be on his own again. So he might not get those accolades some of these other guys get. So let's talk about the top tier, or I guess you had maybe your own tier as well, Steven. So yeah, Steven, let's let's go with the guys you got remaining. What's three through one, I, I suppose? Nick Bosa, three. Miles Garrett, two. Michael Parsons, one. Uh, and I, I 
I don't care that we're not counting like other like we're, we're just doing pass rushers, but I'm still putting Michael Parsons three just because I don't know what this guy is going to be next year. I, I don't know what he's going to be in two years. What he's going to be in three years, it's going to be insane. But uh, let me talk about Nick Bosa. He was the one that I think I was shocked the most, like about how he won, just because I always kind of like, like you said, he's nothing like Joey Bosa, but like that's always what I like. I don't watch him that much. I'm not watching pass rush a lot, so I just assumed he won in the same ways, and it's not the same ways. Like it's literally just running through left tackles, and like when he extends his arms, it's insane how the guys move. He You're buckles not, guys. He's yeah, he's just so much stronger than them, and he's he's always in proper position to use to leverage that strength too. And it, he's a great player, man. Another <laughs> great player. I wait. All these guys could be number one. All these guys could be the last like five guys we've talked about. I, I'm just in all of them when I watched them recently, just amazing football players. And Nick Bosa, I, I think he, it's because he's the white guy that maybe he doesn't get credit for being the freak that he is. Right. And we talked about it with Max. We talked about it with TJ Watt. And he might be the big, like in terms of the strength, I think he has like the biggest freak. Yeah. Uh, That's why I brought up the, the looper stuff. And the two names are Von Miller and Nick Bosa. <laughs> like those are the two guys that are just, they do things that shouldn't be possible. And, and they're doing it every single game. So, and then Seth, what, what was your top three or how how'd you rank them? I assume it's the same three guys, but in maybe a different order. Yeah, yeah, it's well, it's it's um, Peyton Turner, Cameron Jordan, Carl Richardson <laughs> in the top three. Um, yeah, so I, I also no, not the Dome three. Patrol. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the entire Dome Patrol is one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, Bosa. I mean, I I said it before, and and Steve just kind of echoed it. Like you're surprised when he's not doing a lot of moves, but that bull rush just wins every time. <laughs> like what the fuck? What are you right. what are you supposed to do against that? Why wouldn't you just do it all the time? Right, exactly. I, I put, you know, my first note was that he's built in a lab. Like, it's just a perfect yeah. body type for this position. Th- that's it. Like, I, you know, <laughs> a, an outside rip once in a while. Uh, you know, a little inside swim once in a while. But, like, really, it's just, like, sometimes a double swipe. But, really, it's just a bull rush. And it works mm-hmm. every single time. And that's it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. The uh, no, who else? How, how else did you do that? So was, then, he, was he third? Was he third for you? Yeah, so he was third, and then okay. I, I still, I, as much as I love Michael Parsons, I still couldn't put him above Garrett, so I went Parsons and then uh, Miles Garrett at number one. Okay, okay, and then I'll I'll shake out my kind of top three, and it's really I believe it's the same as Stevens. Uh, yeah. Oh no, actually, 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 I went Garrett at three. And then Nick Bosa at two. And then Parsons at one. And for me, and why I had Garrett is he's always a guy that just sometimes I he leaves me just wanting a little more. And I hate that. And it's just he knows when he gets paid, and that's fine because he cranks it up better than anybody. So maybe it's some of that Nick Bosa down to downness. Um, that I like that you'll see a little bit more. And I, this is just so arbitrary and so eye testy. There's nothing really with it, but also just, and we'll talk about Garrett in a second, but my kind of Nick Bosa stats, I'll throw them out there. Of course, I had 18 sacks last year, 18 and a half. Um, 10% of his pass rush snaps resulted in a QB hit, which is insane. That is, there's no one even close. The league average over the last four years is 3%. So <laughs> he's basically, oh, I mean, more than, Double, I mean, almost triple, over triple what the league average is. The only other play, player above 10% was Devin White, and that's because Devin White does the 
green dog stuff when, you know, the running back's blocking and he just runs straight at the quarterback. Um, 48 quarterback hits is third in pro football references database. The only two seasons above that or two JJ Watt seasons. And this is just last year. Um, there's, we're not talking about run defense, even though he does some things in a run game. There are some things lacking with Nick. Sometimes I'm like, oh, come on, like you turn it up on the pass rush, but come on, maybe let's stop it right here. Um, so I think just also, I think just that all his kind of down to downness is why I haven't made the bump on Garrett, but, uh, maybe I'll just start with my little miles Garrett stuff, uh, before I kick it to you guys that have him second and first tons of QB hits, tons of sacks has a production hasn't truly had that true supernova year, even with all this production, because he just hasn't just put it together completely as far as health, as far as team situation and all that. So I think this might be the year because all the help that the Browns added that it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, there it is. This is why you're the number one pick. But how he moves at his size and the bend he at his size that 20 to 30 pounds lighter than guys. I mean, he's doing stuff. You see like Von Miller do it. And then it's like Miles Garrett do it. And it's like, oh, yeah, they're. Th- He's like 30, 40 pounds heavier, heavier than Von Miller. That's freaky stuff. Um, I kind of almost sort of wanted to bump him up, but it just just couldn't do it yet. Just couldn't do it yet, even though he's had the production and everything. But uh, first and foremost, why did you have him number one, uh, uh, Seth? I mean, the, the numbers – again, we could you could like put a, like a fine-tooth comb through all these numbers and you could find a different person for number one, really, depending on what you use, I think. Um, to me, he's – He's probably actually one of the more unique pass rushers in the league, given that he's so explosive to the outside and tackles have to really like, man, they get so nervous when they play against him. They get so nervous and they have to open up their body so much. And he's the, he's one of the few guys who his inside counter move is like that Reggie White hump move where he, he's like, oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Let me just with one arm, throw you across the grain and get inside. And then what, I, what I've what i noticed over his career was, and he came in as a freak with not a lot of moves and not a lot of pass rush acumen. What he's been really good at is when he clubs, his, his outside move is, is the club rip. Mm-hmm. When he, he finds the tackle's elbow so cleanly all the time, and he's able to pinch that inside and get his rip going. And like he he's gotten so much better at that throughout his years. It's just like if you could just do that, and then obviously you add in the fact that even if he misses the bend, like I talked about earlier, even if he misses the bend and the explosion is so good that even the tackles leaning on him has that leverage. It doesn't really matter. So to me, it's he's uh, it's not like the like I said. The, there's not a ton of moves, kind of like Bosa, not a ton of moves, but those two moves, the outside rip. And the inside hut move are clean. They're so good. Yeah. And then Steven, anything to add on to the freak that is Miles Garrett? <laughs> Those, yeah. I have, bolder, I actually, bolder shoulders. <laughs> I have a number that like just makes him look even more like a freak. I got the, the get off times from next gen stats. Yeah. And his get off was his average get off was 0.69 seconds. The closest guy in the top 10 of in terms of like, the guys we're ranking right now is, let me see, it is Von Miller at 0.76. So no one is within like 0.15 of him. And, and like everyone else is heavy. down like to that 0. 0.78, 0. 0.8 range. 0. 0.69 at his size is, yeah. I <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to describe it, Especially but that. I'm I'm with Nate where it's like, I just want a little bit more. And maybe my standards are too high for him. Right. But like, I want him to dominate every game that he's in because he has that capability. And I don't think he does it like Bosa can do it. And like Parsons could do it. I, I do think like 
I do think we, me and Seth are probably underrating Bosa a little bit just because we don't see the moves. Even though at the top of the show, we were like, the straight, the, the, the way to get to the quarterback is a straight line. And I think Bosa is the best at doing that. But I think right. Garrett is probably second best. Yeah. I think, I think there's a look this year will be the year where we're like, ah, yeah, there it is. Like there, it really is complete games. I, I do think sometimes he not, that's the thing is like the things I ding him on, quote unquote, it's kind of unfair. Because maybe my expectations are too high. It's like, why aren't you perfect every snap? Why don't you bring it every snap? And when I was a coach, I used to get mad at the coaches that used to do that to players. Oh, bring it every snap. It's like, yeah, he's on the field for 60 straight plays. Of course, he's not going to bring it every snap. So I think it's sometimes talking out both sides of my mouth with Garrett. But let's, let's go for the last guy here. And then we'll rapid fire some superlatives. But real quick, Micah Parsons. Uh, yeah, Steven, top of your rankings. And why, why do you got that? He's number one because I watched him most recently. I think I would have put Garrett number one if I had watched him most recently. But uh, I watch him and I go, hey, that guy is different from everyone else on the field. And he's different every single play. Every single play. Just like I I watched the 49ers game the other day, the playoff game. And I know we're not talking about run defense, but just seeing Shanahan try to avoid him was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. First, he like, he doesn't run at him. He runs away from the outside zone stuff and, and Parsons is chasing it down. Like yeah. he's getting to the running back before he even gets to the line of scrimmage. And then he tries to read him. Like he has Brock Purdy going to the gun. He tries to read him. That doesn't work. He blows the play up and it's just over and over again. And I think that explosiveness that he has like in the run game lends itself to the passing game. And it's like this, you're watching the same thing in the way that he's able to, get off and and yeah. just get into the backfield on every snap. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. And I think he's only going to get better as he learns more things. Like he just, I, I posted that clip the other day on Twitter of him doing like the hump move after getting blocked. And it's like, all right, I'm starting this, this snap as like Von Miller. And then midway through, I'm going to turn into Reggie White and just right. throw this, this right tackle with the hump move. It's insane. An absolute wrecking ball. Every move, you know, he's got all the moves. Uh, the hesitation, like he stops tackles feet and then he can do whatever he wants to them because he's so quick and they get so nervous. Everything. I mean, I, I the only thing I put is that maybe he could add some more power to his bull rush. Um, but other than that, like it doesn't really matter because he gets to the quarterback so much and he's got the outside ribs, got the inside swim, he's got everything. Has, has he moved? Like I said, incredible player. I, I, I can't believe how good he is. I like legit can't believe. Yeah. Like Steven said, every single step, and yeah. he's a fighter. He does not yes. ever want to get blocked. He wants yep. to make every single play, every single time. Chases everything down. S- every play down. Incredible player. Just incredible player. Do you remember that there was a play in the uh, the 49ers playoff game where like Purdy kind of threw it into double coverage. It was kind of like near the end zone where he threw it. It was like a boot. And Parsons is beat initially, and the way he just closed the yeah. ground on Purdy to not it, let him get that throw off is just it's insane crazy. to watch. I, I, I just, the only way I could describe him is he's just a chaos creator. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's reflected in the stats because like he won't have as many hits, but like him and Bosa had the same amount of pressures because pressures is all-encompassing hurries and hits and everything. But he has 20 more pressures than Bosa. Or 20 more hurries than Bosa. So it's like that is reflected there. It's because he just, it's chaos. He's running after the quarterback. Quarterback might get rid of it. It's just, but he's stopping the play. He's making it a, a zero yard gain. I'm excited to see this year him just getting, bringing the noise as straight as a pass rusher. No more Mike linebacker, no more running uh, like blind, trying to cover people. Um, only 53% of his snaps last year were as a pass rusher compared to 67% for Bosa. So it's like, I, I, if he gets that up to Bosa numbers where he's just strictly going after the quarterback, it's like, Holy crap. He, he's a, yeah, we're talking about force of nature 
he is one of, I mean, all these guys are crazy, but him is truly jaw dropping when you watch him down to down and bring the effort and everything. He's just, he's awesome too. I mean, first team all pro twice <laughs> in two years. That's, that's pretty freaking good. Uh, so we're going to really rapid fire some superlatives because of course I'm going long. Anyone that's ever had me as a guest on a podcast, know this is my MO. I have never made it under the allotted time. <laughs> so they, you know, like the Oscars where someone's doing the awards and they play off the band. That's me as a, as a guest. So that's me as a host, of course. Um, so real quick, first one, we'll start player in the top 10 that could jump up a tier uh, this season. Uh, Seth, we'll start with you. I, I said Crosby could really go up to tier one. That's my, okay. my like guy that. that really, and like I said, he's already probably like 1.5 to me, but I just couldn't get enough of him when I watched him. So he's going from two to one. I would go with Crosby too, just because I don't have a good pick in the top 10. Yeah. I almost Crosby, like, Crosby's a good I, one. I almost put Rashawn Gary in my top 10 yeah. just so I could pick him. Gary's but, my answer. Yeah. So yeah. Gary's like kind of by default my answer because it was like that's the one is like okay he's the youngest kind of one okay he can bump up I guess like Parsons can't go from one to you know one more more one <laughs> for me so that's a little tough a little tough uh, how about this one I'm actually kind of excited to hear you guys' answer here player outside the top ten or maybe outside that last tier we talked about that can move on to this list why I say out on that last tier because I cheated and I have like thirteen guys so outside that top ten <laughs> or this list that you consider that can move on to this list this year Stephen. I went way down my list just because some of these guys are a little on the older side that I had in like 10 through 20. And I'm, I'm going with Jalen Phillips. Oh, the yeah, Dolphins. I do, dude, every time I watch him, he just, I, I love watching him. He, he makes pops. an impact. He pops every time. And I think he has, I know there's like medical concerns just because of yeah. how things went down at like UCLA, but I think he has a frame to get bigger. He's like, he's, he's a tall dude. He's got big, he's got long arms. He's got a mm-hmm. long wingspan. One thing I noticed, like when looking up the mock draftables, there's a lot of guys on this list that have short arms, but long wingspans. Cause like the shoulders are just so, it, it, I guess it doesn't really matter with him because he plays long. Yeah. And I think That's the he's, first thing that pops when you watch him is his arms are going everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's like kind of that, that perfect guy for today. And I, like perfect edge guy, edge defender where he, he could be a pass rusher, but he can also like, Collapse that B gap if you need him yeah. to. Which he is reminds so me of Armstead a little bit, like Eric Armstead a little yeah. bit. Like they kind of are cut from the same cloth a little bit. Yeah, just arms everywhere though. And uh, Seth, what's your answer for this one? Well, I, well, I I had three, and Phillips is one of them. Go Love for it. watching Jalen Phillips, really mature for his age. I mean, yeah, I guess he came in as an older prospect, but still like mature, mature in terms of his pass rush moves and has a good bull rush. The other two that I'm really hoping have good seasons are Marcus Davenport because the underlying numbers are were there. And again, he doesn't play for the Saints anymore, dude. I, I know, a- <laughs> but I, I still like you watch him and he gets after it. His bull rush is nasty. He's such a yeah. big, thick player yeah. that um, I, he's I'm, good, I'm not happy. Like I'm not happy that he's not playing for the Saints anymore because I think he really is a perfect edge for his size, powerful bull rush, but he still has enough speed. Mm-hmm. Um, to get to the corners enough, he just he's on his ass quite a bit, to be honest. But that's besides besides that, and the underlying numbers didn't get the sacks, but everything else is there for him to have this really good season in Minnesota. And then the, the guy who I think is like I'm, I'm super interested in is Josh Allen from the Jaguars. I think he's got a, a full array of pass rush moves, and, and I'm not sure he's ever going to be like that. Okay, we took a guy in the top ten; he's going to have to be like this like tier one guy. But man, I have this feeling. He could be like Judon. Right, exactly. Like he could be a tier two, tier three guy. I really think he'd grow into that role. 
I, I like that. No, those are both. Jalen Phillips was mine. And then I had a couple like cheating answers. Like I had like Chase Young, dot, dot, dot. Like, <laughs> remember him? Remember him? Uh, yeah. And then I had like Will Anderson, dot, dot, dot. Like, yeah. oh, whatever. But yeah, so Jalen Phillips was mine as well. Um, maybe just real quick, some of the guys that just missed your cut, like honorable mention, best of the rest. Seth, we'll start with you. Yeah, just I mean, be, like, two, two, rest, three, two or three. Yeah, Josh, um, Josh Allen was up there, and and Mark Stamport. So Darius Smith still got it. Yeah, I know that was one too. But he, he's uh, like a spinner yeah. that lines up over the uh, the center all the time. So that's actually why I'm splitting the hairs here. But that's why I dinged him because we're uh, focusing on the edge guys. But that that's just me being a nerd. <laughs> here, a guy that I really like. I don't say he's like. I wouldn't say he like just missed out or anything. But a guy that I really like is Dietrich Weiss from the yeah from the Patriots. Yeah, he's uh, so a baller. I, I might I might put him on there, but yeah, I think Zadarius Smith is a guy who probably just missed out. Um, still got it, and that that Cleveland pass rush is really looking interesting this year. Oh yeah, Obo Quackwell, baby, that's my guy. Obo, Stephen, Obo's great. Just to just to add to the Zay Smith thing, like I only look at edge things, and you look at his his numbers in on those snaps, and they're all insane. Yeah. Like the underlying metrics. I think he could still be like just a stationary edge rusher, but Minnesota decided to use him like that. Ah, uh, who do I have on my list that cuz I have a bunch of guys we've already talked about. I think DeMarcus Lawrence. Yeah. That is, yeah, great one. He's going to bounce back if, like he only had six and a half sacks. If we were including run defense, he would make my list. Like right, he'd be yeah, like a that's 10, why he, guy. Yeah. He pops so no. much. Like even when like you're watching Michael Parsons so you're just not expecting anyone else to pop, and he still pops. Yeah, yeah I think those two. That's are a just... good one. I, I Brian Burns as well. I know I mentioned that Khalil Mack uh, is kind of just outside the list. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence was a good one, and then yeah, the Sweat guys kind of like maybe like the fifth tier, you know, as we're getting either further back. Um, okay, real quick, I'll probably yeah. Okay, well we'll go with this one right here. Best pass rush moves. Just give me a couple that stood out to you. Some fun ones, Stephen. We can start with you. I'll just say the Von Miller ghost move again. Uh, that's that's, a that, fun one. that's yeah. the best move. I just I put Von Miller as one of mine. <laughs> just <laughs> right. whatever you want to call his stuff. Yeah, Seth, you got one or two or three. Uh, yeah, I would have a million. But uh, I, like I said, the Garrett Hump move, TJ Watt cross chop, Max Crosby bull rush, or the double yep. hand swipe, Von Miller the ghost move. The the one that's interesting we just talked about is Darius Smith. His bull rush is to yeah. get inside, so he kind of torques the tackle to get inside. So it's like when you think about a bull rush, you're still trying to get outside and you're just trying to knock the tackle back. He tries to get inside, so it's a kind of an interesting, different style of of um, of bull rush. So those are my kind of four that I really like. I like that. Uh, I had uh, the Max Crosby spin move that I referred to because he he does it inside and out. It's kind of fun. You don't really see a guy win yeah. consistently with that the right now. One, yeah, it's nasty. Yeah, it's it's surprising because he's a bigger dude. So it's like, oh, that's fun. Uh, I just said Nick Bosa as a looper because <laughs> it's just so much fun. That's not a move, but it's just fun. The Trey Hendrickson double hand swipe. Um, I also did the Miles Garrett rip because he, uh, he rip and bend is like, oh. it's But it's like it's like. Because he can let's do it like enjoy, on a L. Let's enjoy a rip move. Yeah. Let's enjoy right. the, the first thing that you're taught. And that is the right. best you'll ever see and, done. And AEW, oh God, I'm nerding myself out here. AEW, CM Punk came in and his like right, shtick was to kind of do some, again. some old school wrestling. <laughs> and CM Punk was just using a body slam, like just an old, not to set up another move, just body slam as like take off five hit points from the other wrestler. And it was like, a good old body slam's fun. Like, it's just a good body slam. Pick him up and slam him down. That is my Miles Garrett rip and bend. Miles Garrett is just like CM Punk. You heard it here first. Okay, and then last one. Sorry, 
Sorry, Beller. He's already he's he's. I'm getting the light flashed at me at, at, the, at the at the comedy store. I'm gonna go with favorite situational rusher. Uh, we'll keep a positive here. So get, go for your niche guy here, uh, Seth. We'll start with you. Just your favorite guy that is just ro- DPR classic designated pass rusher. Maybe it's a young guy that hasn't gotten there yet, but we'll start with you, Seth. Uh, Bryce Huff from the nice. Jets. Yeah, my pick. He, he just always wins. That's it. He always wins. He's got just enough power, but the speed is nasty. Cross chop is nasty. Maybe maybe a better cross chop than TJ Watt. Maybe uh, the way that they're a- that he's able to angle himself in that cross chop to get to the quarterback is top 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 top. So yeah, it's a, it's like you, you always think about it with these small sample sizes. Like, hey, what if you gave him three hundred true pass rushes? Would he be the same if if in this, when you extrapolate the 100 to 300, I don't know. But in those 100, it's 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 money. But yeah. But he had a decent number of those like situations. Yeah. Like, and he was really a guy that was a designated. Like he had three and a half sacks, and they were all in like those like designated pass rush situations. But he was another guy like Gary that had this insane pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, on those situations. And then I watched the film. I was like, that's got to be fake. I've never heard of this guy, really. And then it's real. I did too. And it's real. It's very real. (laughs) I'm just going to, I'm going to go with the old guy. I'm just going to give a shout out to Brandon Graham because he's like the guy. The the award should be named after him and he's still, his numbers are still just insane. Yeah. I just uh, no, that's a good one. I, I know I almost went with uh, Justin Houston, uh, just to give him a shout out, but I'm going with uh, Josh Josh Uche from the Patriots, who is, Totally different than every type of Patriots pass rusher I've ever watched. Usually he has the more Judon types or, you know, just big pluggers that push the pocket. Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers. And this guy is not that. Undersized, bendy, cannot defend the run to save his life. But that dude can rush the passer. Finally has a fairly healthy year. A bunch of sacks, 11-something sacks, 11 and a half. uh, On just 266 pass rush snaps, everybody else ahead of him had 400 or more. So he is productive, tons of bend, has long arms, kind of like a, he's like a diet, diet, diet Coke Von Miller. Like that is, that is kind of like my comparison who can't play to run whatsoever. <laughs> Had the same QB hits per snap as Max Crosby, but led all pass rushers and pressure, pressures per snap. Just, yeah, super productive. I love this guy. Um, yeah, that, that would be the superlatives because otherwise we'd be here for two hours. Not that I mind it whatsoever. But, uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this adventure, talking about edge rushers. Again, for the emphasis, rushers, not just edge players, edge defenders. Sorry we couldn't really talk about the 2022 class. I know Seth is just... Champ, I had, I had another there. 35 minutes on the, on the I'm four sure you did. Who, who's your favorite one? I'll, I'll let you I'll let you end the show with that. Who's your favorite K-Von. one? It's K-Von's K-Von. the guy. K-Von's the okay. guy. I like that. What about, you know, keep an eye on Drake Jackson. I think we all like him, so we keep an yeah, eye on him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, this was awesome. Thank you guys so, so much for joining me and everybody that listens to the athletic football show or listens to this show please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at please check out our youtube channel the athletic football show just our youtube channel we'll be posting a bunch of content just wait for training camp we'll be posting more but uh thank you everybody for joining me joining us and i'll see you all next time this was the athletic football show